Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome to the Redmen TV. It's the final word after Liverpool beat Arsenal by three goals to one. I'm joined by Tom, by Sam and by Ross for this one. Boys, um, it was a good little weekend for footy, wasn't it? It was... Th- Completely enjoyable. That's exactly what you want a game of football to be. You're coming up against the big rival and you go and right, we need to put a performance in and we did it. Every every part of our game was perfect. We played defensively fantastically and every time we went forward we looked dangerous. Every single time we went forward. What was the atmosphere like, Sam? Brilliant, mate. I, I actually apart from the European nights, I can't remember it, an atmosphere. Maybe away from United, being better. It was really good. Every time there was a bit of a low, we are the champions, and then it was just carrying on, and the Madrid song come out. It was just constantly intense and on edge. It was brilliant. I can't complain. Every Where about week, where you sat? Uh, cop, 107, I said. So, yeah, it was right in the middle of it. But, it was you know, hot. It was uh, hot. Yeah, it was warm. <laughs> it, was but it was like It felt like the whole ground was involved as well. Like when we yeah. were singing, you know the way you pick up like little sound bites? Like, you know when you sing, you never walk alone, you can hear it in the Annie Road. It's a little bit off-key. It was like, that. we are the champions, we are the champions, we are the champions. It was just it was class. Why more, do you think it was? Do you think it's the five thirty thing, or do you just yeah. think it's like it's going to be like that now? Hopefully, it's going to be. I think Arsenal five thirty, but we like like the, the song. We are the best team around at the moment. You know, we're top of the league. We we won the Champions League, won the Super Cup. Everyone's flying. The boys look like they're you know doing bits on the pitch. It's great. It's just I think everyone's just on a high and. And it's easy to say this, but when you when when we're winning, you're the best, we're the best fans in the world, aren't we? We've just got to try and keep that for the, all the frees, three o'clock kickoffs against your Bournemouths and that. If we can keep that going, we'll be untouchable at home because Arsenal were looking round. They you could, you could feel it in them. They were they were getting strangled by us. All the all the build up to the game, Ross was focused on social media certainly about the two front threes going head to head, and <clears throat> you live on social media more than most people, mate. How can Arsenal even they haven't got a front three have they first of all they've never played together the three of them Um, and yet people were genuinely considering them to be a better front three than ours it's not it's just that though even like bleeding up to this I've always said he he rarely plays Aubameyang and Lacazette together so they haven't got a front two how can you have a front three as well individually all brilliant players but I don't think you can go out to Liverpool at Anfield and go and play their front three up front because you just get punished otherwise and you know, they only played two of them. Lacazette came out. I thought Lacazette was decent when he came on, to be fair. And he's a nice little outlet. But you can't compare our front three with them. Three hours is proven week in, week out. You can't defend against all three of them. If one of them's not on full form, then you've got to watch what the other two are doing. And that's what happened. You know, Mane was, was quiet, but by his own high standards, Bobby was on fire and Mo got two goals. So, What did, what did you think, mate, lads? I mean... You know, for me, it was easily the best performance of the season so far into yeah. a very young season. Ross, do you think that's as high as Liverpool can play this season or do you think there's more gears to go through? No, no, no. I'll set you upstairs before. I think our best performance, but I don't think it's anywhere near what we can reach. I think Arsenal played into our hands. I think we take a bit of credit from them for some reason playing a diamond for the whole game and leaving Trent and Robbo exposed to the whole thing. It was just a bit, bit stupid, really. But I think I think we've got another couple of gears in us. I really do. I think as much as we were relentless, we were on top. Uh, they had the outlet in Pepe and Aubameyang once or twice we got caught out and stuff like that but I just think I think there's more to come for us I think we could be more dangerous than that and it got to the point where you know Bobby was just taking the piss which I'm sure you'll come to in a bit later on and stuff like that but, <laughs> we're going to do a solid 10 minutes but, 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 but I think we can be more clinical I think we can be we, we can be more ruthless I, I'm not taking anything away I don't think it was a bad performance I just think I think there's more in us than, than that that's it, so it exciting. started from so literally the first whistle though yeah. Tom didn't it it, it, was, it was one then where you, you 
you're cornering them in every single time you had the ball and you're right saying they were scared because they were. Mm. You're looking at them and you're thinking, what are they going to do? But every single thing that we wanted to do tactically, we did it well. And, and we knew exactly where to be. And, and you're saying that you're comparing from threes. Our front three does more than attack. It, it, it defends and it, and it makes sure that it, it, it comes into the midfield as well. So you, you're right, they are, they're good individually. You know what Bobby does, you know what Mo Salah does, you know what Mane does. It's nice seeing the, the progression of this team and, and watching us just become comfortable in our own skin. They're playing the way that we do week in, week out. And we had that week off to work out the kinks and to go, OK, let, let, let's figure out what we were doing wrong. And, and it's nice to see it being enacted on the pitch, to be honest with you. I mean, Sam, you know, the, the starting 11 comes out, the performance, then you can judge it on that. But is that our strongest first 11? I think so, yeah. People keep crying about Katie, but from, from what we've seen him over the years, it, that's definitely our strongest team with Alisson, obviously. And I th- you can see they all know each other well. Like you're saying they're comfortable in their own skin. They know where each other's going to be. They can trust each other. Almost play a play a pass blindly into into we don't want to, but into midfield or into space because they just know what they're going to do. Yeah. And I think um, I think Arsenal definitely played to just block all the crosses coming in. And that you were saying before about us not being at the levels. Trent's delivery wasn't that great for the game. I know he got an assist on the corner, but he, he, he could have got another couple of assists in the game if he put a better ball in. And I think there was a few times in our front three ran towards the near post altogether. And it was like, well, one of you needs to peel off the back. And we, we can be so much more clinical than that. But our intensity was there. It was definitely there. And, and we were saying earlier about, about the, the strangling them. Arsenal were getting this new rule. Every team now feels that they've got to pass the ball out the back, and everyone was just swarming them. And it must be horrible because they're winning a throw in, they turn around, there's like 10 scouts or 10 Liverpool fans going, ah, in their faces. So it's like, you've got nowhere to turn, have you? Bobby, Mane, and Salah, and then these mad fans right next to the pitch. It's just, it's just it was brilliant. It's quite surprising that Arsenal never picked up on that because when we played Norwich City and Chelsea, they've all pressed us and played us at our own game, whereas Arsenal kind of just sat mm. off and played into our own hands. Well, they literally just wanted to play the counter-attack. I, think. I was looking at some of the stats uh, this morning and they had six registered counter-attacks, which is really high for a game of football. Like uh, Even Liverpool on their best days are like maybe three, four sometimes. So six registered opta ones are really is really high. So that's what they were playing for. You, you know, you mentioned, Ross, the, uh, the diamond that they played. You know, they wanted to try and stifle the middle of the park. And they wanted, I think, to to play for the crosses from Robbo and from Trent, and they were looking for, you know, quite a deep line so that the lads weren't able to get in behind. They were forcing headers, and and I think it worked really well for the first half, you know. But really, it was such a strange thing for Arsenal to do. I don't I don't know whether it was a good decision or a bad because I think if they come at us, we probably carved them open even more. To be honest with you, because I just don't think the defence is good enough to deal with our front three without the support of the midfield. You know, Pepe was a good outlet. I think on you know. And now, Bamiang, they were quite wide, weren't they? You know, Pepe got through once, but I think as a fan watching it, I just thought there was a goal coming in. I don't remember that's cockiness or anything, but I was like, when we attack after attack after attack, he's just thinking one of these chances is going to go in. And it was mad for Arsenal, fair play, you know, they did have that, that counter attack, but change it. You know, after half an hour, he's like, you're giving like two of the best fullbacks in assists the ball for the whole game. Something's going to come from that, and it's, it's risky, maybe it did work, you're right, but, you know, when you're 2 0 down, then change, but he's carried on for the whole game. Just like Rob, I was in fifty yards of space. Like, what are you <laughs> Every doing? Every time, yeah. Every time, what are you doing? Yeah, just dangerous. I must admit, like it really surprised me. First of all, that we saw Pepe, but you know it was good to see him. I think he's a good player. Yeah. I think you, you can see there. He obviously dribbles past Virgil Van Dijk, doesn't he? That's annoying. Is it? <laughs> is it? it that's annoying. The standard that everyone's sitting now, if you dribble past one of our players, but that's but what happened after he dribbled past them. He got exactly. back and defended it. Exactly. He lost yeah. the ball here. Yeah, we we, we shot himself. Around. The problem is, is I love that stat. I really love that stat. I love winning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I'd rather, I'd rather Liverpool win yeah. and Van Dijk get dribbled past than Liverpool lose and Van Dijk not get dribbled past. Is that him. the best thing they've attacked it all game? I know they scored, obviously. But by all accounts, judging by the forty-eight hours worth of social media since, yes, exactly. I mean, there's pictures been made, photoshops yeah. have been done Gifts about him being yeah. the man who dribbled past Virgil. That's Van amazing. Dijk. That that's the literally, mm. like you said, that we're the pinnacle of football. I saw the tweet the other day, and people are comparing their players to our players. Every single time, Wamba Saka with Trent and, and 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 the other comparisons, and you're thinking they want to be Liverpool. They, they really, really want to be playing at this level of football. Everyone I spoke to after the game just went, "We might be the best team in the world." 
Just the way that we play consistently yeah. and we're growing into the season already, the you can see it. The Premier League tweeted it as well. It was like so many th- days Van, D- Van Dijk has a mature pass and it was like Pepe comes and so many. You know, they actually put a, an official tweet out about it, so there you go. It's not. <laughs> you just look at it, who cares? We won. It yeah. didn't matter. We we did, and this is why I love the performance so much, is that I've watched Manchester City now for three years and... I like watching them. I think they're quite boring at times because they're very good. Mm. And I hate. I, I got to the point with the Barcelona side that Guardiola was in charge of that I didn't really enjoy watching them either because it got to that point where they're just going to tire them out and you know they're going to score five goals and it's not that exciting because of it. Unbelievable football, by the way. Liverpool did that to Arsenal and we don't normally do that to top six sides where it looked like they, they belonged in a different league to us. Like Liverpool did that to them all game long in the third game of the season without really breaking a sweat and embarrassed one of the top six sides. What was it, that tweet you put out of, of do you think that we're on steroids? We just don't around. stop all game. You, you, like Our fitness level is, is, is unbelievable and the pre-season stuff, you're thinking we're playing so much football, is it too much? But I don't know if it is. I think we've we've hit our stride early because we played so much football and we've got into the rhythm and we've got into a we've we've got our fitness already. You're well, looking at all these players. What happens as well when you yeah. don't sign loads of players? Yeah. You're not having to carry a couple of players or let mm-hmm. them learn the ropes. Yeah. You know, there's just lads there from last season who know exactly how we're supposed to play. So yeah, and and if you look at Arsenal in comparison, one thing about Pepe, he doesn't track back. Mm-hmm. There was a few times where. Like the, the, uh, Van Dijk maybe played it to Robbo, and then he go he he runs afterwards like oh maybe I should I should have I should have um, shut him down there, and that's the thing we haven't got to get anybody up to the fitness levels up to speed everyone and I was one of the ones like probably like yourselves where I know you said it, Ross about oh we, I want us to bring in someone like Pepe or that but now you actually see why Ox comes on does what he needs to do and. Lallana even come on does what he needs to do they just all know what they've got to do and it's brilliant and as long as we don't have catastrophic injuries all season I think we'll be fine Mm. right up there again and Ross I think one of the things that Liverpool did and we don't normally do this and we haven't done this for a few years really is we started really fast and against you know most teams now at Anfield I think we filled the game out for 15 minutes but against Arsenal, I mean, it was about three minutes in, and like what Sam was mentioning before, there's lads just with scowls on the face all over the pitch in Arsenal's face, and it was like we knew that they had not comfortable passing out from the back yet, and they know that Emery wants them to do that, and Liverpool just took advantage of that all game long, didn't they? Yeah, Bobby nearly scored inside three minutes. I think that was just a sign of things to come, wasn't it? I think, like Tom said before, having that bigger break, you meant you got you obviously got more energy, you're not suffering from burnout because I think another seven days till Burnley or, or eight days till Burnley um, and we were just relentless I, I think like Tom says again the, the pre-season stuff we were full of energy and uh, even the, the build up towards the game was we'd be Arsenal 5 and then we'd be Arsenal 4 when we'd done this we'd done that and that was kind of like the narrative going into the game of we're just going to go and do it again and I think I think we played on that go actually we'll just go at them and they'll shit themselves and they did yeah, and, and we've seen so many teams do it. And listen, the, the goal came from a corner, obviously. I think one of the lads mentioned it before, Tom Trent's great delivery, actually. Yeah. Um, Arsenal are all worried about Virgil van Dijk. Joel Matip seems to have worked on his neck muscles yeah. now. He, he can see <laughs> yeah. the head of the ball. It doesn't, he, it doesn't knock his head sideways anymore. Um, so the ball goes, it, did, well, it did a little bit, didn't it? Like the side of his head or something. I always thought, like... In the past, when people had the ball, they go like that. When he heads the ball, his head goes backwards yeah. because the ball's <laughs> yeah. locked it. So he must have been working on them. I don't know it's the exercise well, yeah. to do that. Like It's, it's, it's actually quite, <laughs> it's quite <laughs> funny because Virgil's not even watching the goal go in. He's like, he's pulling his shirt here. And, and, and it's a great goal. And it's what Joe Matip needs to do more of. You want a defender who's going to score goals. You remember Skirtland, 13-14, scoring goals consistently throughout that season. And that's what you need sometimes. Maybe Manny's Manny usually scores the first goal, but he's not going to. You want it off a set piece. You want it from your, your centre halves. Both stood there, perfect delivery, and one of them's going to score from that ball. One of them is, and it's nice to see Joe Matip finally getting there. And I thought he was unbelievable all day. But to add the, the, the scoring to his games, fantastic for me. Sam, I think a lot of people have been talking about it, you know, and I certainly saw Simon Brundish talking about it on Twitter. Uh, I've said it myself, Joe Matip's been in better form for me than Virgil van Dijk since February, March. Mm. And that just seems to be the way it's going at the moment. He deserves his place in this side, doesn't 100%, he? 100%. And adding goals to his game is only going to separate him more from Gomez at the moment in time. And I, I actually thought, yeah, I agree. I thought he had probably had a better game 
from what he had to deal with than Van Dijk, because Van Dijk actually got into a few battles, didn't he? But he, he was just brilliant. His, his passing, his, his control on the ball, he wins big headers at the back. I mean, you think we've got a shit goalie in goal, and because of how calm and collective we are defensively, barring the goal at the end, he doesn't have to do anything. It doesn't matter that Adrian's in goal at the moment, does it? Yeah, I, I thought, I didn't actually celebrate the goal because I was like, that's a penalty, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, because we were like, looking, you could just see him getting fouled as it gets whipped in and you're like, what's going on there? And then, obviously, you bang and you think, who's headed daddy? Because we're verge. Yeah. It's oh, the it's yeah. It's the perfect time to score <laughs> as well. <laughs> celebration. His celebrations are friggin' hilarious. <laughs> what, what is he doing? I don't know. He looks awkward, Is he a dad? Is he a dad? He must be. must be. Look yeah, with them dancers, You know he's two-stepping <laughs> if he's going the club. Like I always compare him to that waving inflatable tube guy. He's <laughs> 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 That's exactly what he looks like. I, I think that sounds right. There's other facets to his game of like his strength and stuff of like one-on-one, but even his probably his positioning. Because I think there's loads of calls for Joe Gomez when you look at Aubameyang, Pepe or Lacazette. Gomez has got more pace in there, but I think Matip gets his positioning right, so he doesn't have to do that. Yeah, there'll be times where they're getting behind, you've got to run and put the, put the burners on, but Joe's just been incredible, hasn't he? The only time, really, they did they, they get him behind, I think it might have been from a corner, because Henderson loses out in the middle of the park, yeah, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, that was Pepe and Robbo, wasn't it? Yeah, so... He skinned Robbo, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did, and Henderson ends up getting back after the... Ad, a, a unbelievable save for yeah, Adrian yeah. again. Not a great finish from Pepe. Yeah. But then you can't blame the centre half because it wasn't they weren't involved there. No, but he was for the other one, wasn't he? That you were talking about, which is offside, not offside. Oh yeah, he, we'll come to that later. Yeah, we'll yeah. come to that one later. But yeah, I mean, Joe Matip, man, he, he's just been brilliant. And kind of what you're saying, Ross, for me, you know, you think of how Arsenal played after the fact with hindsight, and I do wonder whether Joe Gomez is better for the fast counters because his recovery speed is unbelievable. But having watched the game and seeing Joel not get in, not get in trouble at all, there's not many sides that I would put Joe Gomez in ahead of Matip. It's his passing as well. Like we, we've done, you've done so many stat shows on Joe Matip and his passing. I think it's packing, isn't it? And and it's one of them where it's funny because you used to watch him last season and and he'd step out and you'd be you'd be like, oh, what's he gonna do? Now I'm comfortable. He steps out every time. You're thinking there's gonna be players now know he's gonna do that. They know where to stand for that pass. It's, See, I still it's don't funny. know what he's going to do, but I know that he's going to do something <laughs> mad. Yeah, yeah, he's going to play some outside of the foot pass round to Salah somehow. But no, it, it, he's got every single facet of the game that you need. And it's funny because people aren't targeting Van Dijk. So you like, the other centre-half needs to be good. He's perfect. He's pl- if, if you're playing better than Van Dijk and... Gomez was doing it at the start of last season as well, so it's going to be interesting to see if Matip can keep this up. But is that Van Dijk making other plays better, or are they just stepping up to try and be better? It can't just be Van Dijk, can it? He's no, put you can't his, say it's because of him. He's put no. his injuries behind him, and his yeah. form's been incredible. I've always been in, in the mindset of, like, he's due a bad one, or he'll be injured soon. But he's also the reason Dejan Lovren's fourth choice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Competition, yeah. Gone, I'm, I'm having this spot, mate. Dejan Lovren's fourth choice. That's a man who got to two finals a few seasons ago. A man who was fantastic for us for a long time. And we don't care. I don't want to see him in the team because we've got two better centre-halves. It's funny though as well because we talk about Van Dijk making them better. When Lovren was in the side with Van Dijk, like Tottenham, was it last year, the year before, year before, when he gave penalty away and all that, he still made mistakes. So Van Dijk didn't make Lovren better. It was just Lovren had a better partner. So... Van Dijk can't just take all the credit for Gomez and, and Matip's form because you could argue, well, Van Dijk's better when he knows he's got better partners. It works off mm, each other. Don't get yeah. me wrong, he's the leader at the back. I mean, Alisson leads them all and all that, but it works hand in hand with both of them. It can't just be because of one. Now, I think yeah. that for me, what, what they all do better now is they all make better decisions. I mean, you know, going back to that Tottenham game that you spoke about with Lovren there, he makes the aggressive decision 70% of the time. And that's where he gets caught out when he when he when he should just stand off and let Kane take the ball mm. or whatever. Instead, he gets involved. I think about Lukaku; he's done it as well. He decides to go and win something, firefight almost. Now they all go, all right. Well, Sam, well if you want to go and win the ball there on the halfway line, shout. It's not a problem. We'll let you win the ball there. I'm not going to get caught out of position trying to win the ball there because it's not going to be easy for us to turn this into an attack anyway. And that's what they all do. And I think. A lot of that comes off Van Dijk being so just turning around and running the other way when players are running at him. Yeah. That's why not whatever dribbles past him, yeah. he runs away from them yeah. and he just slows them down to the point where our lads just get back in and somebody else makes the tackle and they're all doing that now and it's a trust thing. It must be so difficult when you're like... I, I, I used to play centre-half occasionally for a 11-a-side team 
And I'll be honest, right, I used to shit myself. I used to play left-back all the time. And I'm fine. I was fine there. This is before left-backs bombed up and down the pitch, by the way. <laughs> this was left of a back four. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And we were, we were a solid line. But when I'd play centre-half and I'd have the ball at my feet, all I was thinking of, don't fuck this pass up. Because yeah. if I fuck this pass up here, they're through. And, that, and, and I'd always have that little bit of something talking to me in the back. Those lads just know. They just go, OK, I'll trust that me, the lads are going to come back in and I'll make it difficult for them and I'll slow them down. And that's what we do so well now. Um, move on then. Um, second half. Liverpool did change the way that they played a little bit. I've got a quote here from uh, Jürgen Klopp. Uh, in fact, it's from Sense Alexander-Arnold. Apologies. Uh, the gaffer showed us a little bit of footage at half-time and we could stretch them with Mo, Bobby and Sadio and get it into feet. The gaffer said to us at half-time, if we get a runner down, we can get the ball outside. For Salah's first, Jordan takes the ball out of the way and I'm able to play it into Bobby and we get the pen. That was the idea, to drag the centre-half out and not allow them to stay in and head the ball away. And... Sometimes, and what I love about this Liverpool side is quite often they'll work things out on the pitch on their own between the 11 of them and sometimes you need your manager to do something and this was one of those games where the manager showed them some footage and said, lads, you've lost your head a little bit here, you're 1-0 up, brilliant, you're playing really well, this is how you need to break Arsenal down and Liverpool reacted to the manager and broke Arsenal down even more, Tom. Every, I'm never worried going into half-time it, no matter what the performance is like, I know for a fact Jürgen Klopp's in the in in the room with them, going, "This is what we need to change." And and it, it's weird having that amount of trust. It's like remember thirteen fourteen used to go into the footy and you know we'd win. It's like I know now that Jürgen Klopp knows exactly the things to do. He's speaking all game with Pep Linders and the rest of the coaching staff and going, "What do we need to change?" And and they're literally going, "This is what we change. This is how we win the game every single time." And there's. It's just nice having that bit of security, knowing that it doesn't matter the performance first half. It was a great time to score the goal at the, the very end to go in uh, again. But you know every single time that they're going to they're gonna be better second half. There's, I don't know many teams that can do that. I don't know. No, I think one of the things I find interesting actually, Sam, is you know I watch a lot of NFL and obviously they use a lot of footage in NFL and they get to analyse and they have time because the offence isn't always on the field and stuff. It's the first time I can remember Liverpool or a Liverpool player referencing video footage being used at half time. Now I'm not saying it's the first time. I'm sure they've done this loads of time, but think about how quickly you can edit a video. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And think about getting a video for the players from the first half in for them when they walk in. That's, that's getting organised throughout the first half. Somebody's, probably Jürgen or Linders has turned around and said, get me this, go and find that and we'll show the lads that at half-time. That's a level of detachment that you need to be able to manage a top yeah. side, isn't it? It's bizarre because if you think of the emotions of the game, Klopp feels he plays every pass, he's there. He's, so he's watching the game emotionally involved. And from the sideline as well, we all know we've all played footy, watched football, sat low down. It's hard to see what's going on in a game when you're not 20 rows plus up because you can see the whole pitch then, can't you? Or watching it on the telly. So someone's got to be doing that somewhere because otherwise Klopp's an absolute genius, even more so than we thought. To be able to see that, tell Linders or whatever to get the footage and then deliver it. But I, that, that separates us that because if you think how many times... Last season and this season, we've come out second half and better. Go back to the Etihad in January. Mm. Even Old Trafford, second half, we were a little bit better this year. Everton and so on and so forth. Think of all the games we've struggled. Southampton this year, Chelsea. Um, first 15, 20 minutes of Norwich, we were quite good second half. Every second half, we come out better. So that must be happening a lot. That's unbelievable. You watch City and Co. They're pretty much the same, aren't they? Well, they, yeah, and their plan A works every single time, thing, doesn't yeah. it? You know, but I think it's I think it's brilliant the fact that Liverpool are being able to do that, and more importantly, the fact that the players are able to go, yeah, okay, this is what we do. We just accept that Jurgen Klopp's told us this, and we'll go and work it out, and we'll do it, and we score another couple of goals. And in fact, they, the penalty came from that, didn't it? It was a ball into Firmino's feet, little flick around the corner. And David Luiz doing David Luiz. Yeah, just just mental, isn't it? But I think that's what we were saying before, giving the ball to Trent and Robbo, Arsenal's tactic was well, we fancied Luiz and um, Socrates to win all the headers because Firmino, Mane and Mo aren't the best of headers, they're good at them, but you fancy them over those three, don't you? And it happened a couple of times, we were just playing it into feet and, and turning them and having you know runners. I think we touched on the midfield before. I think it's really good the energy that Genie and Hendo have because one of them is an extra runner all the time, which drags 
players out, out of space and equally going backwards again you can gamble someone going forward or your fullbacks going forward because they've got the energy going back and I think we just tore Arsenal apart and you know David Luiz at the best of times is a bit erratic isn't he um, but he is isn't he and then he just, he just got caught out he got caught out a number of times in that game he's I a thought. dickhead yeah. did you see his post-match interview by the way no, no. he's talking about if you have an extra large shirt you get loads of penalties now basically it's, <laughs> it's mad it's mad I, I, I don't understand but they were like so the penalty and he was like yeah I, I, Mo didn't even feel it. That's why yeah, he said it was instinct. Hard. I saw that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was instinct. It's instinct. It's instinct, instinct, it's instinct to, to give a pen away basically every single time. But it, uh, that's Arsenal's savior. That's the best part. Is yeah, we're bringing David Luiz. <laughs> he's gonna sort that. Oh, he's give a pen away. Ah, oh, fuck. If that's fuck. just what he does. I yeah. mean, it's a it's a ridiculous decision, Sam, to to grab the shirt in the box. And look, Salah should get some credit. He doesn't go down, and he no, could have. Could have. I know. And. Anthony Taylor gave us a penalty. Anthony fucking Taylor <laughs> gave us a penalty. I don't think that gets given on VAR. If, if Salah stops and goes, he's grabbed my shirt, I don't think that gets given. If you look around, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a bit, but around the league, the, the, the penalties that have been not getting given and being given, it was really weird. I didn't have a clue what, what was going on because it was the other end. You know, it's like sitting there. And I just thought maybe... I thought maybe he had his arms wrapped round. I thought it was Bobby who'd been fouled, actually. And then it was only when I saw the replay. My mate's got a phone. He's the only guy in the world that gets a signal. There's like a minute behind. He gets his phone out. <laughs> what network's he on, lad? I don't know. I swear, every single <laughs> week, we get, we get a replay in front. Phil just goes and whips his phone out and gets it on. Oh, yeah, look, that's what's happening. And and, and you see the pun, you think, that was just bizarre. Was that, what's, he, what's he playing? And he's there? shaking his head. Like, he's, he's there and he's fuming about it. I thought we were allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to look like you're trying to milk a fucking cow, lad. Stop it. It's like Doing? <laughs> By the way, that pen. Oh, the pen. Chris, I said to you before, and I've said this so many times, I don't trust Salah on pens. <laughs> he put it top left. He put it in the top corner. I watched the replays after the game, and I was like, Mo fucking Salah, keep taking pens. Like. Both penal shootouts as well this year. Smashed it. Yeah. I, uh, it's I thought he was pens as well. But he just blasted them. It's going to happen penalty takers that can score goals. Yeah, yes. And, and no arguing beforehand, it's like, yes. just take a penalty, mate. Yeah. <laughs> No, but uh, he blasts them down the middle all the time and he just goes with power and he didn't this time. He he, he finessed it into the top. R2. R2. You think? R2. I think that was R1. I think he's hit that hard. Oh, he's hit it he that did, hard. He did, yeah, but he killed him. Oh, it did. It absolutely did. Like, I mean, it just... I could have stood in that corner and not saved that pen. You know what I mean? He's just brilliant. Like, just, it was so easy for him. And he was playing with such confidence. I mean, if we go straight into the third goal, Sam. I mean, the ball from... Well, it starts off. I'm doing a goals explained on this one, actually, taken from the Stats and Tactics show on the website. Um, recording that later on today, so do go over, uh, check out the Stats and Tactics. There's loads of really interesting stuff on where Liverpool were recovering the ball, the crosses, first half versus second half, uh, and I'll look at all three of the goals. I'm doing one goals explained for YouTube. Um, it's this It's this Salah goal. Comes from Alice in of Van Dijk playing the ball back to Alisson. Alisson then knocks the ball out of 10. Tent into Fabinho. Fabinho round the corner, what you were saying before. Sometimes they can just hit it into a space because they know mm. each other's jobs that well. And that's what Fabinho does. He hits it into a space. Salah's got the ball. And Salah versus David Luiz on the halfway line. There was only going to be one winner, Sam. Well, the thing is, he said, didn't he, in his interview, after I did see the quote, actually, thinking about it now. He said, I couldn't foul Salah because I got booked. Oh, yeah. That's poor game management. He, you know, Should have grabbed his shirt, really. Shit. <laughs> but what does he do there? What would, what would we want our defence to do? Because he's gone. Yeah. And he's not catching Salah. There's not many will unless the fastest fullbacks in the league are going to struggle. So... It's it's bizarre. I I think he almost should have fouled him because once that goes three 0 see the game's over and you know that. So almost do you, do you take the red card? I don't know. It's a difficult one, isn't it? But again, why is he so tight? That's a Lovren decision. Why is David Luiz so tight to Salah there? Let him turn, get goal side of him, and then get help from your mates. But Salah now just looks like him and Bobby just look like they're back to absolute top form. And I think Salah looks like him and Pookie are going to be fighting for that goal. <laughs> but he's flying. Honestly, I mean, the, the lad's in such great form as well and the way that he bears down on goal and he's got one thing in his mind, Ross, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, as Sam said, his form so far, I think he's threatening to go and knock that golden boot out of the park and, and go and smash it. It's the, um, it, the other thing that's quite funny is the space between David Louise when Salah's on the edge of the box. It's just like 20, 30 yards thinking, how the fuck have you got that far so quick? But to have the composure and confidence again, the, even the penalty alone, to have the confidence to go and take it and back yourself to put it top bin, the goal is just, just going to keep flying for him, I think, this season. 
And that, it was a tight space as well. It was like two defenders going towards yeah. goal. The goalkeeper coming the other way, and he had like a gap like that big to get it in. Back onto the the David Luiz thing, then Tom. I think Sam brings up an interesting point actually about whether you take a red card there or not. I mean, the one thing that again with hindsight, the game was probably done anyway. Is it worth David Luiz missing another game for a red card? Exactly. I, I I mean, yes, you should file him, but I think you're right in terms of the game management. You, sh- you don't pull someone's shirt to start with. He's made one mistake. You can't do anything about it. Mo Salah is the best forward in, in the Premier League at the moment. Like, we're talking about Pepe and their attacking, attacking line, and we're talking about our defenders. Our defenders come up against these players week in, week out in training, and they know, OK, we need to step off this man. We have to step off. But, look, Mo Salah did brilliantly for that goal, and, and, and it's fantastic, but... I want to talk about that pass from Fabinho. Mm. I'm sorry, the, the the awareness to just play that. I, I was in the cop and we're like, oh, oh, <laughs> it's gone to him. He knew he was going to round the man. And I was like, it's gone straight to David Luiz. No, he's got the ball. And then Salah one-on-one with anyone. We saw it every time he played. When he played Roma and he set up five goals and scored. <laughs> a, and he's, Basically, he, he created five goals and obviously scored a few of them as well. But... Like, that's the best part, is our defenders are training against these people and going, there's no one better. There is literally no one better. So why are we worried? Why? No. Let's be calm. It's, it, it's absolutely brilliant. Like, um, So one thing I wanted, one player I wanted to talk about, um, we did mention him briefly before, is the goalkeeper, Adjian. I think, you know, there is that one point early on in the game where Van Dijk seems to have the ball under control and Adrian just loses his head for some reason and, and decides to come out anyway. But Van Dijk saying don't. And it, I think he's too far gone at that point. I don't, I, I, I've watched it briefly back, but he's, Van Dijk's like, no, no, I've got it, I've got it. Oh, I've got to jump out the way and uh, he needs to learn. He will learn. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But other than that, his shot stopping again. Brilliant. Yeah, it's really good. Um... The one off Pepe, he does well because I think I know Pepe takes it early, but he kind of stands up long enough, doesn't mm. he, to just to just do that. Um, Tries to put his legs, doesn't it's he? It's his yeah. form yeah. It's just, when just, he gets yeah. down, doesn't he? Puts yeah. his leg right along the floor. That, like. that, that's his forte, though, isn't it? I mean, from I, I can be honest, I don't watch West Ham week in week out, but when he played for West Ham, I remember he was one of those goalies. We were saying it the other week, weren't we? Like, he's one of those goalies that comes to Anfield, and you knew he was going to put in a performance, like loads of saves. He's got that in his locker. That's what he's good at. But he should just be whacking down the stands. I was blaming Van Dyke at the game because I didn't see the replay. I didn't know he was he was saying I've got it. I thought he, he should have took control of it. But why is he not just whacking that out of the stands? I mean, you'd expect one of us to be able to clear the stands. Never mind a professional player, wouldn't you? Yeah, and that's it. I know Bamiang nearly scores off it in the yeah. end, doesn't he? And that could have. I think that was nil nil at the time. Was, it yeah, would have yeah, changed yeah. the entire complexion because that would have given them confidence that their counter attacking strategy would have worked or could have worked. Yeah, and, and confidence to test the goalkeeper a few times as well. Obviously, he had that mistake last week. Not content with giving it to Danny Ings, Danny Ings last week, he gave it to a Bamiang this week. But I think um, <laughs> no Bamiang was on Ings' yeah. level. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as it happened, oh, I, th- I mean, I was just going. It's Edison when Edison keyed it to Salah, and yeah. he put it in. I was like, yeah. "Fucking, this is going in." This. Um, I think we were really fortunate that it, that it didn't go in. So, um, but the other thing as well is 
we've had goalkeepers before we all know are making mistakes in the Reds go and he was tested a few times after that and he was fine so I think Tom's right I think it's just communication will get better I'm glad he's been there two weeks so unfortunately again it didn't cost us there's, a, there's another couple of talking points before we start looking at uh, the weekend roundup. Uh, one of those one of those I'm going to come to you on this one Ross is Firmino's piece of skill oh. <laughs> fuck me I've watched that so many times he's threatened two or three times I think he did against City Norwich where he, I think he flipped it over someone's head and, and went for the volley and he's just done it again this week he's just it's like thinking we're winning. I'll just go for goal of the season every fucking game because <laughs> just why not? But you know, Caballos is you know he had a really good game last week. Caballos and he's just come in, just completely mugged off and been embarrassed, hasn't <laughs> yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, and he played like... that ball to Mane as well, didn't he? He's oh yeah, stifled in the corner. There's like yeah. six reds up marking all of theirs, and he decided I know what I'll do. I let it into the Mane. <laughs> I literally play it square across my box and hope for the best, basically. And man, yeah, that that is like that was like me at left back. Yeah. That was the same <laughs> pass that I was known for, you know what I mean? I'm playing across my own goal. One of them is going to come off for me, you know, though. We're talking about yeah. the flick over someone's head. Like, it, it was the game against City where he chests it down as a, and, 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 uh, and it gets saved, and you're thinking. And Norwich as well. And Norwich yeah. similar, yeah. One of them's gonna come off, yeah. and he's gonna do a he's gonna do a no look spin back heel. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he did another skill. Um, I think he like oh, it was almost like the old Bearcamp skill, but slightly different. He kind of like spins it round the player, and then the goalkeeper oh, yeah. comes out quite well. Oh yeah. And there was just before that, he did something else. He he sent someone else to shop as well. I can't remember who it was, but like honest to God, it was, it was literally five minutes before half time when he just ruined them. He was just unplayable at times during that game, Bobby. But I'll be honest. I was annoyed when he did the flick over because Robbo was in a fucking great play position for a cross and we'd have scored. And everyone is made up. Don't get me wrong, it looked great, but he didn't score. And yeah. I'm all about Liverpool scoring more goals. Yeah. So for me, but when he, he could did, have scored. I know. <laughs> but when he did it, I was like, Robbo's right there. He's just bearing down on the edge of the six-yard box and you're flicking over some <laughs> lad's head for a shot. That is, it's quite unlikely to score from, especially with the volley. Like, What's the XG on that? Have you, have you looked at I'm, it? I've not, like, but I'm, I might do. Yeah, yeah. It's probably 0.1. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So as, as good as it looked, Bobby, really, give it to Robbo. Robbo's right there. Like, and, 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 and Bobby, I know. I hear you. His crossing wasn't very good in that game. So I understand what you're saying. And I know you wanted to embarrass Kabayas, but you did it. You did the embarrassing thing. You could have done, you've done that a few times during the game, Bobby. Listen to me, mate. Just pass it into Robbo for a nice easy tapping for Marnie, because Marnie was captain in my fantasy footy side. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you quit. <laughs> I have. I'm still fuming on it, like. I've gone out on top. It's, it's really good. I'd like to him and Salah have had hardly any pre-season, hardly had a break, yet they're flying. I think it's absolutely incredible that they've got them and a confidence like, okay, yeah, you should have passed it to Robbo, but the fact that he's had the ball to so go and take that on, like for the third game in a row and trying to score an absolute fucking worldie, as well as putting sh- another shift, another terrific performance, I think. Do you reckon he's the only? Us. Do you reckon he's the only one who, if Salah Mane tries to do something daft sometimes, I reckon Carp and Linders would be like, no, next time you need to do this. But do you reckon he's probably the only one who they just like, you know what, Bobby, you be you. Yeah. Because he's unpredictable, isn't he? Yeah. He's living his best life. He's, that's <laughs> yeah. what he's. That's what he's doing. He's, he's the classic Instagram girl, isn't he? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just there the- with his little duck mouth. On his like toes and just fucking with, with a dress on and his hair and bobbling. It's the amount of quotes where all the players are saying, "I want him on my team in training because he literally fits everything that you want to do." Oh, do you need someone who presses, scores goals, does everything that you need him to do? Oh, yeah, Bobby Firmino. It's it, and yet it's he still doesn't get talked about enough. No, oh, like that's ex- better than him apparently, isn't he? <laughs> hey, to, uh, Martial, that was the best one. Martial. Shut up, United fans. Shut up. Speak of quotes. Is um, Socrates before the game, like you're saying, it's easy to defend against Burnley and Liverpool. Like, when are people going to learn to stop talking <sighs> before games? Yeah, I mean, good for us. Yeah. Just put on yeah. the a dressing room wall. On that, um, I think somebody. I think that's why Lovren's not playing. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't talk yeah. if he's yeah. not in the face. Yeah. Zip on his mouth. Yeah. Shut him up. I'm the best fourth choice in the world. <laughs> 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 okay, mate. <laughs> Who did Genie send the shop as well? He nutmegged someone, yeah, didn't he? It was a, yeah. The whole crowd went, way! Yeah, he must yeah. have felt so small. Who I was had, it? I don't know. We had that bit when he was in the corner as well. I think Pepe was on him. He was like, no, yeah. you're not having the ball. Ass in the yeah, chest. Yeah. It was just brilliant. You're like. talking about, like, before the game, we were doing the build-up, where we, we were saying, who do you have in your midfield? And a lot of people were saying Oxlade-Chamberlain. And Genie doesn't get <laughs> talked about enough in terms of just how safe he is. You know for a fact he comes into the team. Yes, Henderson... Um, Excel's gone forward nowadays but Genie Van Alden 
we always knew he shields the ball so well, he passes it so well, he's just a safe pair of hands. You, you, you said at the start, is that arguably, arguably our best side? That's our best side all day. And you can say, oh, you want more creativity? That was the big argument. It's not creative enough. Hendo and Genie in there. Well, then you, everyone's wrong because you don't need your midfield all the time. You've got your full-backs and you've got that front three that's electric. What's not creative about that? No, I, I don't know, man. It's just... I, I've said it for years... It's probably a little bit outdated because you can't have a team of Cristiano Ronaldo's. You know, you can't have a team of Mo Salah's. You just, you just can't. Mm. You need cogs in the machine, and Gini Wijnaldum is a massive cog. You know, you need an engine when you've got a car. Without the engine room, the car, as good as it looks on the outside, mm. it, it needs a fucking engine. Wijnaldum, Henderson, Fabinho, the engine. Fabinho was a monster. I think back to his 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 first real test at Arsenal away last season, and he was crap. Wasn't yeah. it? He was terrible, yeah. Yeah, he and was. you look at him this season. All right, it's at home, Tom, but he ran that game, and they had nothing. He he puts in performance after performance after performance, and I don't. I say it every time. Like you, you've 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 got past the front three, you've got past that press, you've got past the workman like the midfield of of Henderson and Genie, and then you've got Fabinho with the longest legs I've ever seen of any man. <laughs> He's like it's ridiculous, and he just goes. He stood still. And he, and he managed to make a tackle. If he was stood on the centre circle, right, and he put his leg out and did like a Pataktar, that's the fucking centre <laughs> circle. Thing, yeah. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, what, yeah. His, that's what his <laughs> radius is. If he's got a button and it just goes a bit longer. <laughs> <It's just laughs> there. Honestly, that's what he does. He's, he's just got But ridiculous. it's not even that, Chris. It's his passing game. It's his awareness. It's his reading of the game. He, he, we bought him for, what was it, 50 mil? It's a steal, like to the point where City are buying players because they realise just how good he is. They're like, we need that player when we didn't get him. I think it's a compliment, sorry Christopher, like we've seen before, of not buying people in the summer. Fabinho's another one of them. I think he took him four or five months to get up to speed. And people, I don't think it's really been mentioned, like we've got him from the start of the season. I think it's a massive, massive boost. You're not using the same three of Genie, Hendo um, Milner. and Milner in there. Yeah, you got him for, from, from the start. And I think he compliments Genie well because I think they went four two three one last season, didn't we? But I think Genie, like you said, just, just helps him out when he needs it. He's learned. The, the, and yeah. the, the best thing about all three of them is they can all play each one of the positions. Yeah. So if there's phases of the game where they're out of position, they just slot in, and Genie will sit in the six for a couple of minutes until they get time, and Hendo can do exactly the same. Uh, on to some of the VAR stuff. Um, you were in the ground. What was the red card about? No idea. You okay, I watched it on the telly. Didn't no know. Idea. Can't no idea. It? No, that's twice that's happened. Pa- it happened in the Super Cup as well. It's going, we have no clue. Apparently, I asked me, uh, my dad about this, because uh, he, he, he must have watched something back after the game, and he said, they were complaining because someone had put a foot down the back of Van Dijk. Right. So was, it, was, it, was it near the corner? Oh, so it wasn't was it against around the corner? It was just before the goal, wasn't it? Yeah, so I mean, it was around the time of the corner. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Apparently, someone put the foot down the back of Van Dyke's leg or back or something. That's, that's all I know. And they were checking whether it was minutes. Shall I went down in the box? I think I thought it was for that. Oh no, that's just what I've been told. It could be something wrong. cheeky there because it was we, it was our corner at the time, wasn't it? And I think when the VHR check was over, Trent took it dead quick, yeah. too quick for us. I think that yeah, might have been was, the yeah. Henderson error, and I, while Adrian was, ends up yeah. saving the ball because he tried to take advantage of one? it. It's what? Was it the goal? Wasn't it? No, I think there might have been a couple. You know, so. wasn't it? I don't, no, I, don't, I, don't I don't think no. so. I think that they definitely were, I think led to their chance. Yeah, definitely did because I remember thinking they should stop our flow there. But the, the crowd was vi- like audibly annoyed. We were all sat there, and, it, and then we were like, "Okay, it's gone on too long now." Like tell it, like even even over the speaker, like the 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 mic was shit. So it was like, <laughs> like oh, it doesn't help, mate. It doesn't help at all. And all you've done there is mumbled like, into a mic. George doesn't one. do it, does he, for the VAR? No, no, but he had a mayor in the oh, whole game, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> The scoreboard kept going off as well, didn't it? It was, it was <laughs> it just kept going off. It was ridiculous, uh, but yeah, it's George. George. You come to expect it. He's brilliant. I love George Shefton. He's one of the nicest guys in football. But yeah, um, that that new scoreboard might be a little bit complicated <laughs> for him. To be fair, um, the other one that I wanted to talk about, I mentioned this on on Twitter the other night, and the, the replies are still going on actually somehow. Um, <laughs> is the blatant flaw in the system? Did anybody see me tweet about this? Yes, yeah, So Aubameyang was played in. He was a yard offside. Oh, yeah. Easy. Matip steps up. Now, he bears down on the goalkeeper, and as he's taking his shot, Joe Matip covers five yards, and they win a corner off That's right, Matip's yeah. tackle. Right. Now, there's a couple of ways that you can look at it. A, the linesman doesn't spot that he's offside, or B, the linesman keeps his flag down because he, he knows that VAR is going to check later, and they're told now to keep the flag down. 
Now, I was talking to Simon Brundish on Twitter and he said because Aubameyang doesn't take a shot, because Matip tackles him, VAR wouldn't have looked at it anyway. Okay. Right? Because the, the attacker hasn't had a shot. Right? Even but he though it was offside. offside. So if they would have scored off the corner, you're saying? They would have scored off the corner, it would have been, it would have been a, a legitimate goal. Wow. Right? It's too far back for VAR anyway, yeah. once the corner's been given to check it. But what? why can they gain a corner out of something that should have been our free kick? Mm. I thought it was if he was offside and then he touched, the attacker touched the ball and it, they bring him back for VAR. No. Because the goal's got to be scored. It's got to be a goal, hasn't it? It's got to be a goal. Yeah. But, they, but they, they would have claimed a clear advantage by winning a corner yeah. when it should have been our free kick yeah. 30 yards up the pitch. Yeah. Now, there's quite a few people saying that that's right. They, they think that the linesman didn't spot it. A lot of people, 50% of the people that I've spoken to said he's yeah. keeping it down. 50% say he doesn't, he doesn't spot I it. I don't think he spots it because I think he'd have flagged if, if, if at the if end he of it. it. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Because he was quite good, actually. We had flagged and stuff, even though it was close, but it was flag. It, it was noticeably more flagged. Is that, yeah. a, is that a sentence that makes sense? But he was flagged. There every time, but it, it but it, it's one of them where like we you've seen it sometimes where it's a handball in the middle of the park. I think it was the first game week. I can't remember who was playing, but there was a handball in the middle of the park, and they played on. And you're thinking if the VAR should check that it's a handball, you nearly scored from it because it. But because it's not in that exact phase of play, you can't check it. Well, I'll put a scenario in. <coughs> Obamiang runs the ball, realizes he's offside, and pulls up at the last minute, and Matip scores an oggy. What happens? Or breaks his leg, falling over or something. Yeah, yeah, all it takes is, or something like that, right? Matip scores an own goal, let's play that one out first. Yeah. If Aubameyang then gets the ball and stops, just as Matip scores an own goal, he's not offside because he never touched the ball. Yeah, yeah, he, right? he should be so, offside because he's affecting play though, shouldn't he? He should be. I think, so, so they're saying that they wouldn't overrule that? I don't know, I'm asking questions here. It's Second brilliant. one, what happens when a goalkeeper gets injured because yeah. of this? Because yeah. of the late flag? Or a player gets injured because of these late flags? Yeah. Comes out, ends up breaking his leg because it the play should have been just called right then and there. That's that's one of major issue for me and VAR. Yeah, no, it, it is going to be interesting. That's one of them where it's not even about working out the kinks, is it? That's an in, in head and flawed in it. There's no working it out. I think they will. I think what will happen down the line is the technology will get better as like goal line does. technology and straight almost. away. Like within five ten seconds or within five seconds, say the line again, that's offside because that's the only way they can go because yeah. there's too many grey spots. It will. It's it's black and white, isn't it? it stops instantaneously. Two lines will appear. They won't even need to do this click thing like they did in the Man U Wolves yeah. game. It'll just be two lines appear, bang, offside, boom. It's, it's gonna have to go that way. I hope so. I, hope I don't so. understand why they can't just like d use goal line technology. You you know okay, you know yeah. what I mean like. Most because players wearing, wear something in the warm-ups to register all this type of stuff. Is it that difficult to put something on them? Like a tiny little chip or something? Yeah, built into but the Premier League badge or something. I don't know. Yeah, where would you put it though? Because the Sterling one. Yeah. Sterling was, was offside by like half an armpit. Yeah. <laughs> so where, where are you putting the, where are going to put the chip? That's because the problem. Because it is one of them where you're looking at it. And I, I think VAR yeah, is spot on, to be honest. I think, it, yeah, it, I think it's working it out. But is a chip... It's getting stuff right though, that's the thing. It is. And you can say it takes too long, but I'd rather it get, get stuff right. And to be fair, I was sat there and, and we scored and I was like, oh, is that a goal? Is it? Is it? But I still it celebrate. Takes the I celebrate it like takes mad the every time. It takes the of football yeah. for me. Do you, I, yeah. it, it, it takes it out. I never know whether, if you can celebrate or not. Yeah. And, and that's the part that does my head in mm. more than anything. I'm, I'm all for getting decisions, right? I really, I really am, but you've got to do it quickly. Mm. And it'll I, get better though, won't it? It has to because it's only just started. It's the three weeks in, or yeah, in the prem anyway. I do. I do. One thing I would say is I like the way they're being more leaning towards the referee's decision on the field. Yeah. I actually like that. There was one in the City game where the referee made a decision. It wasn't a clear and obvious error, so they stuck with the referee's decision. And I like. I like that. I think that's better than what the Champions League and the World Cup or FIFA. Yeah. And, and they whatever, sat the TV the off as well. The referee going into the TV. That's still another two, three minutes on the game. Yeah, that's been jibbing. Yeah. yeah. That'll still happen the Champions League, probably do, won't it? Well, that's the yeah, thing. Rules. I remember West Brom when they didn't even <laughs> add on the game time. No. It was like 10 minutes of VAR and they didn't add the like game. Like four minutes. I remember that game. It was like four minutes. Mm. And we, lo we, we deserved to get beat that game. We were terrible, but it didn't help. It broke up all the play and, and it, it has got better from there. So I, I think it will get better. Like you say, Sam, I think all the technology is going to get better. Everyone's going to be more used to it. And yeah, look, it wasn't great, the VAR check. And we're on a corner, and everyone's like, "What's going on? I don't know what's going on. Let's boo because it's not on." But it will. 
they're still working out the kinks. If you're getting stuff right and we're winning games legitimately, I'm, I'm not asked. We're going to win more games than we lose with VAR. I'd, I, I'm not sure that I, I'm not sure that we can make a, I can make a well-rounded decision on it until we've seen what City had, where it probably was a penalty, but they stuck with the referee's decision. Mm. We haven't had that as a Liverpool fan yet this season, where it can be given either way, and when it can be given either way, then. The, are they getting the decisions right? It was that Chelsea one, wasn't it? I still don't think that was a pen. And there was a couple in Spurs as well. I saw the highlights this morning on that. It's annoying. Like it, it, that 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 Chelsea one still pisses me off because I've watched the back and he didn't have the replays. That's that's and ridiculous. the handball rule. That's doesn't need to be binned off as well. Yeah, the rules are wrong. I like a lot of the time, I think the, the problem is the rules, maybe not the VAR and how that's being used. Yeah. I, I like that rule though because yeah, let, let's put it a real scenario for all of us. None of us are fantastic footballers. We play footy, we play on the Astro or in school or whatever. The ball hits your arm and then I score. Not one single person on that pitch is going to allow that goal. No, you can't use your arm. So why is it? Why in professional footballers suddenly it's okay to accidentally use your arm to set up a goal? This the game's called football. I think that rule should have been in place years ago. It's still it's it's you've accidentally set up a goal with the one part of your body, the one part of your body you can't use. Yeah. I just don't get it. For me, it's the right rule. Arsenal had that though. They had the chance for a penalty. I, I can't remember when it was, but it hit someone's arm, and I was sat in the cop. I was like, "It's a pen." It was it going towards given. goal? But why is why is it only see, why is it only like penalising defenders? Sorry, why is it only penalising the attacking side now? Do you know what I mean? They're only looking at it scoring a goal. The Champions League one where. Man United played Paris at PSG, sorry, and he turned it at his elbow and like mm. he's not looking. That's the same thing as what happened with Wolves, but they got a goal taken off them. Like He's not looking where he's going. The ball's closer to what we are and it's his arm by accident. Yeah. Which I get your point of saying, yeah, don't use your hands, but if the ball's coming at you like at a 20 mile an hour and you're this close. That's fine. You can't, you can't chop but, your arm. But should you benefit from that? Because it, you know, should you benefit from scoring or a goal or... Um, or but you don't get a, but goal. you don't get a penalty you're that you're that close now boot the ball at your hand yeah but if you're if you're if you're playing the ball across goal say or it's just a ball in the box and it hits you on the arm you're not necessarily stopping a goal are you it's just hit your arm whereas that's setting up a goal it, yeah if someone shoots and it's like Matip's hand and it's going towards the goal I'm fine with giving that a pen accidental or not because it's his part of the body that he's not supposed to use has stopped the ball going towards the goal mm. I get that I think well, the City had one last year they were at Burnley do you remember and it slapped the defender's hand it should have been a pen for City yeah. all day because it was going towards the goal and it never got given yeah but for me, that's a pen. So, it, it, it's baffling for me because I'm like, well, if your arms are at your sides, where 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 can you put them? If it's been swatted at your dead yeah, quick. That's different, isn't it? But his arms were like there, weren't they? His arms were there. That's the thing. It's not like his arms were there. When, he, when they went for that challenge, both of their arms were together, like almost old man's, really. they were like forward. So that's, what are you doing? Why are you going for a head there with your arms there? You need to pull yourself up, don't you? No, they were low, weren't they? Mm -hmm. It was just a weird scenario. The best part yeah. is it doesn't even matter, Chris. We, no, we won the game 3-1, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's, we're so good at attacking, it doesn't <laughs> even matter. We don't need VAR to win games. Okay, so we'll go on to the weekend roundup then. I thought it was going to be one of them weekends where everything went our way at one point. <laughs> I mean, City, uh, City unfortunately won, but Everton losing to a promoted side <laughs> was fantastic. <laughs> Andre Gomez had a shocker in that yeah. game as well. Someone who's, who's dead good when he, when he played us and one of their better players at the time, but they just got embarrassed. Well, I said before the game, I was speaking to Ped, and I was like, that's got, you're losing that game. We were like, no, no, nil-nil. He <laughs> said, no, no, it's going to be a nil-nil. <laughs> oh, yeah, we keep our clean sheets, and he got battered, and it's great because they're getting found out every week. The shit, the fucking shit. They fucking bought loads of people in the in the, in the in the transfer window. There was a tweet gone round. I kind of felt sorry for them, but it was, we've won the Premier League. We've won the, uh, the transfer window. Yeah. Gone round, I was like, ah, oh, it's a bit sly, but it's hilarious because they're a laughing stock. They're all a laughing stock and we're fucking bought. I think they spent the fourth most money since mm -hmm. 2016 yeah. net or something uh, like that. It's fantastic, man. They did spend a lot of money this summer, didn't they? They spent loads yeah. every summer. And he's quietly... I don't, like, here's the thing. <laughs> they're still and they're still competing with fucking wolves. 
And they just spend millions uh, and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of pounds. Insert, insert the end yeah, of Donald Trump video. No, but they're still paying wages. They're still paying managers' wages from years ago because they're fucking... David Moyes still getting a check, yeah. probably, isn't he? They're so shit. <laughs> two clubs. Fucking yeah. United are probably still paying him as well. Oh. They, 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 they just from the ground up, they're fucking run shit, and it's great. To the point where they're, they're saying we're on steads because we can run for a bit. <laughs> They got beat by a guy called Wesley. <laughs> a Brazilian called Wesley. <laughs> oh. And then you, you go over to Manchester United and oh. Hodgson's winning at Old Trafford oh. and you're like, what the oh, fuck, man? man. Oh, that was like a great a, goal. It's like a comedy sketch, him and Pogba arguing over the penalty. <laughs> Did you see Van Arnold's tweet? No. Uh, Van Arnold doing bits. Hashtag Van Arnold doing bits. And you're just like... Because it, it, obviously James scored. Is it James? James yeah, scores that goal. goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronaldo. It was, yeah. It was the uh, the 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 stills that precede a great moment or something on Twitter, and it's him doing that, and you're like, yeah, you lost two one, lad. You are fucking shit. <laughs> but he did that at one one, but it was like three minutes left. Like, and so you just going, fuck off, can you? Get the ball, you divvy. <laughs> did you see Chelsea mugged them United off on Twitter? Oh, it was yeah. like United. Uh, can we please play Chelsea again, please? And it had my new Crystal Palace. And then <laughs> Chelsea tweeted them saying, this went well. Uh, yes. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Fucking Roy Hodgson, what a guy. Like, uh, Unfortunately, uh, City did beat Bournemouth. Bournemouth were good in this game, weren't they, Tom? I didn't watch it. I was getting, Bournemouth were I was good in this game, weren't they, Sam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't watch it. Good free kick. <laughs> Bournemouth were good against City, weren't they, Bob? Harry Wilson was exceptional. <laughs> None of you watched it, No. no. I watched it. I saw the goal. Bournemouth the goal, weren't they? I thought they were really good. You know, to be honest with you, Edison should have had a red card. Really? It's really? Yeah, absolutely. And Kyle Walker, shouldn't Kyle Walker won? Kyle Walker was naughty, naughty as well. Yeah. Like, So they both picked up quite early yellows. I think, I think it was probably one... Why should Edison have been... He, came, he did an adjunct, to be honest with you. He came flying out of his box, but like near the, near the throwing line at mm. the sidelines. And um, he absolutely just ran through a player. Now... The VAR checker? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, sure actually because they, they can check a red card. I'm not, I'm not sure whether mm. they did. I can't remember. So it was it was to be honest, it was touch and go. It could have been given a red. It, it was given a yellow. It wasn't a clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity, but equally it was a UFC move that he pulled. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> did you know, he full full money. He full sizz, like he full went round him and sizzled really? him yeah. as he was trying to trying to he tried to clear him out. Is that another game then? Because obviously I haven't watched Man, much of Man City, but. Are they wavering? I know they won. No. My mate said they conceded loads of chances. Loads of chances. And that doesn't usually happen. They, yeah. they could have scored loads as well. Yeah, yeah. Like. That sterling goal was incredible. David Silver, man. Play David that, Silver yeah. was just unbelievable. Like, yeah. yeah. And Aguero, Aguero just seems to always find himself in the right spot. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, Bournemouth will give other teams a lot of heart and, and, and determination mm-hmm. going in against Manchester City because they did create chances and they should have scored probably a couple more. Ederson makes a couple of really good saves. Uh, and then final one, um, Newcastle beat the uh, Hot Spurs from Tottenham, which I didn't <laughs> see coming. I didn't see it. No, I, uh, neither did I. Harry Kane, captain, mate, fuming. Why was Newcastle <laughs> an orange? And on the, on the graphic, away, kid? I don't know. I was like, I, I was trying to figure out who New was. You know when they do Spurs? <laughs> Newport. <laughs> I thought it was Newport. I was like, why? Why, why Spurs playing them? And I was like, no, obviously it's Newcastle. But uh, I didn't watch that one either. So, so okay, I saw the highlights of that this morning. <laughs> Spurs I'm made that you jumped in with why were Newcastle playing that range then? Well, this is going to be another one of those seasons, they can't isn't it? Play in black and white, can they? I've got no idea. Oh yeah, because but yeah. yeah, I was like four points down by that point. Mm. I don't care. Okay. Next. I reckon it's going to be another one of those seasons where the four of them don't want to qualify for the Champions League. <laughs> the race on the top the number six spots already on, isn't it? Leicester and Wolves just like dancing in the end and like, come on. Honestly. Yeah. Pardew dancing. <laughs> That's the way that they're doing it. So, I, honestly, I did not see that New, like, Newcastle have been dog shit. <laughs> Absolute dog shit this season. Steve Bruce goes and gets a win against Pochettino. Harry Kane, penalty? Did anyone see this one? Yeah, I've seen the he two. Sort of fell into him, didn't he? He fell over the defender, didn't he? And accidentally, like, it was hard. It would have been harsh because it was a proper accident. He just falls over. I thought Poch's comments after the game were, were pretty weird again. They were saying, like, his, his players aren't settled because the window's still open. Ericsson. Ericsson. Hashtag Ericsson. Ericsson's yeah. having Daniel Levy off here. He's probably the only Spurs player that I can remember to actually win a battle against Daniel Levy as well. Because he wasn't in the... I don't think he was in the squad at all for the game. I thought was he wasn't on the bench. Oh, maybe he was on the bench because he kept. Yeah, everyone kept saying, it, "Oh, put Ericsson on the bench," and this is what happens. I, mean, I think he was on the bench. Right. Oh. Okay. 
Mad, madness though. I good. mean, I th- that penalty one for me, he does what good strikers do. He leans across, Harry Kane leans across waiting for contact. It just so happened that the defender had already fallen over. <laughs> so when he went to lean, there was nothing to lean on and he just fell himself then. And I'm like, well, that's not really a penalty for me, mm. to be honest with you. And I would say that because I'm a Liverpool fan. Was the Son one a pen? I, I didn't really, I, only, I saw the, the highlights of the other one more than the Son one. No, I haven't seen that one. There was I'm one early on, I think Son went down, they were all going mad for it, but I didn't see the replay of that. No, no idea, but it's all good. Liverpool top of the league again. Um, City in seconds. We've been here before. Uh, two point gap, <laughs> yeah. not the ten points that never existed last season, by the way. Um, but, no, you had a ten point lead at Christmas. Never. We had the opportunity for the ten point lead. We had a seven point lead, I think. Um, but anyway, it's a good start to the season. Three and three for Liverpool. Um, second highest goal scored, I think, behind City by one. Mm. Three conceded. It's a fucking boss. Winning streak. Winning streak. 12, our record, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I was worried about the uh, the, 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 not lo- uh, the not losing at Anfield thing, you know, that we've got, and we just kept it up. two years, isn't it? It's like, fucking ridiculous. With, uh, is it 32 uh, games, is it? I'm not yeah. sure exactly. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And yet, uh, you know as soon as we get beaten at Anfield, the fume. Yeah. It won't matter that we've gone like nearly two and a half years unbeaten. Yeah. It'll be, oh, you can't lose to them. And it's like, Mm. Take a step back. Yeah. We've been absolutely sensational at Anfield. I don't remember a time when it's been so good for so long. I mean, it's ridiculous how good we've been anyway. That is the final word show. Liverpool beating Arsenal by three goals to one. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you, Sai, uh, on the ones, twos and threes behind the camera. Uh, don't forget to check out the Stats and Tactics show. That'll be on the website probably tomorrow morning or later on this evening. Goals Explained will be on the YouTube channel today as well. Don't forget to like the video. Let us know your thoughts on the game in the comments section and we'll see you next time on the Redmen TV. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.